Hello and welcome back to Brailcast Extra. This episode is entitled Braille in the Kitchen. It was recorded on Tuesday the 1st of June 2021 and introduced by Dave Williams. Good evening and a very warm welcome to the Braillist Foundation Tuesday Masterclass. Tonight we're going to be taking a look at Braille in the Kitchen and uh, joining us Uh, is actually my wife, Emma Williams, who will be talking to us about all things Braille labelling and Braille recipes and any other related uh, questions besides. So we'll be getting into that very shortly. Uh, As always, our Braillist sessions are run in line with our moderation policy found on the Braillist website, braillist.org. We try to keep this a family-friendly environment, making sure that everybody can hear each other And so the way it works is our moderator, Ben. Good evening, Ben. Hello, 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 Dave. How are you this evening? I'm very well. You're going to uh, give people the instructions they need to mute, unmute, and all that kind of stuff when we get to the Q&A part of this. Yes, I will be indeed. Brilliant. So there will be plenty of time for questions, two opportunities. I think the plan is to kind of divide the session into sort of two sections. So Emma will talk us uh, through that uh, shortly. Uh, Just to let you know, the Braillist Foundation, we exist to promote Braille usage. Our mission is simply more Braille. And to that end, we run our series of masterclasses, a couple of months, and you can find recordings of those on the Braillist website at braillist.org slash media. And you can also find much of that content making its way through to our podcast, Railcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so do subscribe. And you can follow us on Twitter at Braillists, and you'll also find the Braillist Foundation active on uh, Facebook as well as on our forum. And if you'd like to join our forum, it's a simple Google group. Uh, You can do that, again, from the braillists.org website. Uh, Something else uh, to share with you is... Uh, that in two weeks' time, so a fortnight from today, uh, we'll be uh, running a session concerned with Braille on the Kindle Fire tablet. So that's the Amazon Fire uh, tablet, how you would use that to access Kindle books primarily uh, in Braille. So uh, Ben and I think that the Kindle Fire and budget Braille display is possibly the most affordable way uh, that anyone can get access to a vast range of books in Braille. And we'll be explaining exactly how you go about doing that, sharing hints and tips and techniques. That's going to be in two weeks from today. And then next Tuesday, it'll be our open Braille bar. So that's your opportunity to get your Braille questions answered. We usually assemble a bit of a panel. We have a transcriber and we have technology people. Um, Uh, And no question is too big or small. And if we can't get you an answer on the day, then we will quite happily take away some homework uh, and follow up with you afterwards. And we get some really uh, interesting questions, everything from how do you write a percent sign to, you know, how do I make my Braille note to take a talk to my Braille embosser? So we'll give it all a good go. That's next Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. UK. Without any further ado, I'm going to hand you over to my, I, I want to say my partner in crime, uh, my, my wife, a good lady, uh, Emma Williams. Um, Emma works at uh, New College Worcester, which is a specialist school uh, here in the UK that supports uh, blind and partially sighted young people. And Braille plays a very important part of the curriculum, as does independent living skills. Uh, Emma works in that department, is a a lifelong uh, Braille reader or or will be uh, eventually, um, and is also no stranger to the Braillists. Uh, those of you who were with us uh, during the first lockdown might remember Emma led many of our clever cooking uh, sessions back then. So, Emma, welcome back to the Braillers Foundation. Oh, well, thank you very much for having me. Um, so I don't really need to introduce myself because my my dear husband has uh, <laughs> done that for me. Um, I will say a little bit more about my um, my job. Um, so basically, I am um, one member um, of our independent living skills team. Uh, my job is um, primarily to um, teach our sixth form students um, independent living skills, plus anything really that they need to help get them ready for the outside world. So it is cooking. Um, but it's all sorts of things. Um, we talk about safety, especially in especially in terms of, of being blind. And we look at 
what some sighted people might think is very simple things like putting a plaster on yourself, um, which can actually be quite difficult when you can't see what you're doing. Um, we, um, we also look at um, the benefit system in very broad terms. Um, we look at things that you might need to go out and about, and I quite often work in collaboration with our um, specialist uh, mobility team for things like that. Um, so, so it's it's all sorts of things. Um, but tonight, um, I am going to talk about um, how Braille can be used effectively um, in the kitchen. Um, so, to start to start with, I thought we talk about labelling. So Braille can um, be used um, in, in lots of different ways in ensuring that you can um, identify products independently um, when cooking. Um, so for both um, people who are um, proficient Braille users and people that um, are, are just learning Braille, there, there can be ways that we, we can make this accessible um, for you, it's also a really uh, good way to um, to be practicing your braille, like incidental braille reading. Um, and obviously, the more of that you do, that you know that that's really going to help um, with your your braille skills. Um, some products um, already have braille um, on the packaging, um, which is can can be really useful. Now, this could be. Uh, things like in the UK, we have um, a supermarket chain uh, called the Co-op, and they actually put Braille on their own brand um, products, um, which um, we wish uh, more supermarkets um, would do. Um, also, um, a lot of medications, so off the shelf and um, prescribed medications in the UK now um, have Braille on them, which apart from making sure that you're taking the right thing, um, also means that, you know, you can keep that kind of thing personal rather than having to ask um, somebody else um, to, to help you. Okay, so in terms of um, labelling our um, products in our kitchen is you can do it in a way that you can um, understand them. So this could be abbreviated. So, you know, with something like a tin of tomatoes, um, you wouldn't necessarily have to write the whole word tomatoes. You could just put toms. Um, so um, what we would um, look at with things like tins is um, maybe writing um, a label on um, a piece of um, you know, durable thick card or uh, plastic, um, non-sticky back plastic. Um, and you um, could then make a hole in it and you could thread some elastic. So that fine kind of string type elastic through um, the hole um, and tie it so that you make a loop. OK, you can then put it over a tin, which um, in, enables you to reuse that label. Um, Proficient, well, any Braillist really, but proficient Braillist would definitely know that buying um, things like um, the sticky back plastic sheets um, or the Dymo label tape um, can be quite expensive. Um, so, you know, wherever labels can be reused, um, that's a really good thing. So, um, a piece of it, tie them onto a piece of elastic and then you can put it over a tin. Um, the other um, instance in, in which um, you might find this, this way of labelling useful is if you have something like um, food that you have batched cooked. So it could be something like some bolognese that you've split into portions and put into, um, into plastic tubs to go into the, into the freezer. Um, so you could also do the same. You can put these um, labels around the box on the elastic. Um, if you're going to put them in the freezer, I wouldn't recommend um, using cardboard. You'd be better using plastic. You find that in the freezer, um, sometimes the card can get a bit icy and also the dots in um, that very cold environment um, seem to fade. And um, I, I know that from experience. 
<laughs> so um, refillable items. So in the UK, um, we can buy jars of spice. And when we finish them and we want to refill them, we would um, maybe buy a refill packet, which costs less. And then it's only cardboard that is being um, recycled. So you can refill the jars. So I would recommend that you label your spices um, with something like the Dymo tape or on the, the plastic sheets that um, you can then cut out and stick on the jar. Um, the same for things like oils and, and, and other uh, coffee, coffee and, and tea bags and things that um, are refillable. Um, a lot of people now also use um, Tupperware tubs in their kitchen to keep things like uh, rice and pasta um, and so on in. So um, label these as well so, it's, so you can stack your cupboard easily and you can find them um, without having to, um, to take the lid off um, and um, stick your hand in each time. Oh, sorry, I've lost my place. <laughs> um, also, I'd recommend something like ready meals. Um, you can use um, the labels as well um, on elastic to put around a, a ready meal. Quite often, um, if, if you like a certain brand, sometimes they come in in very um, similar looking um, packaging. So the tray, maybe with a cardboard sleeve around it. Um, and some people might choose to use another form um, of technology to, to try and identify um, this. But sometimes, you know, if, if you're wanting to practice your Braille or you're a proficient Braille user, then um, it's quicker sometimes to go in and, and read a label that you might have put around it in the supermarket initially with somebody's help um, or after you've had your shopping delivered, um, rather than having to go um, and use um, a piece of um, technology. Um, one little trick that um, sometimes I use is um, clip-its. So clip-its are clips that go on the top of open packets, um, could be um, cereal, um, rice or so on. And um, the Dymo label tape um, fits quite nicely, um, obviously, if you don't need to put too many words along it, um, along um, the clip-it um, labels so that you can then identify um, what, what's in the packet. So um, braille on um, white's goods, so um, equipment and appliances in your kitchen. Now, um, you can, um, in the UK, when you buy um, a, a new appliance like a washing machine or um, a a dishwasher, something that has lots of programs on it, um, you can actually request from the company that a braille panel, and they are made um, bespoke, so they're made as, as, as you order them. Um, and I actually have one of these on the front of my washing machine. Um, I have um, a touch screen washing machine, and some probably think that that's quite bonkers, um, but it has a braille panel. So around the dial, it's got letters and then I have a key on a piece of paper that um, tells me um, which, what, what letter does what. So what all the programs are basically around the dial. Um, there is braille on the touch screen just underneath where the actual buttons are. So I know that if I would slide my finger up from the bottom of the screen, I can find um, the right buttons I want um, before I, um, then press them. So this is something that you would be um, asking in um, in the shop or wherever you get your appliances from um, for them to to actually order this braille panel um, for you. Um, some fun things for learning braille whilst in the kitchen if you're waiting for your pasta to boil or something like that. Round magnets on the fridge, um, just little little round ones that you can then go and make braille letters um, and words out of. Um, also, uh, one thing um, that I used to um, sit at the kitchen table and do a lot when I was about three or four was um, empty egg boxes that hold six eggs. Um, and I would use ping pong balls um, to, to make 
um, the uh, to make different letters. Um, and I would do this um, whilst my mum was cooking. And then she would <laughs> she she learned Braille um, when I was young and she would then check um, what I was um, what I was writing. Um, there is um, an American um, company um, some of you may have heard of um, that make um, measuring spoons, cups and bowls that have Braille and tactile markings on them. And they are called Pawfect, P-O-U-R-F-E-C-T. Um, I believe that they are quite expensive, but um, if um, you struggle with other ways of, of accessing measuring um, scales and devices, then, then actually these, these might be really useful to you. Um, okay, so I'm done on, um, on labelling. Have we any questions? Wow, well, uh, I've uh, I've learned something already. I had no idea you could get a custom braille panel for uh, for some of your appliances. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely going to be following that one up. Yeah, All right, go for it. So uh, we're going to take a few questions on labelling for now, and after that, I think we're going to talk about recipes, aren't we? So if you'd like to ask a question, a few different ways you can do so. They all involve raising your hand. So if you're on Windows, you can press Alt and Y. If you're on a Mac, you can press Option and Y. If you're dialing in on a telephone, you can press star and nine. Or if you're using the Zoom app on an iOS device or an Android device, you can press the More button, which is visually represented by three small dots in the bottom right of your screen. Then press the Raise Hand button. And uh, we've already got a couple of questions, so we're going to go to Claire Morgan in a moment or two. But before we do, remember, we are the Braillists. Follow us on Twitter at Braillists, like us on Facebook, Braillist Foundation. And if you've got any feedback about this masterclass or suggestions for any other masterclasses, which we always love to hear, please email help at braillists.org. That's help at braillists.org and we will uh, do our best to accommodate you. So we're going to come to Claire first, and after Claire, we're going to come to Steve. Hey, Claire, you're unmuted. Oh, hello. I don't have a Brian, Brian Dymo tape um, machine. How do they work? OK, so um, it's, um, it's, it's a long arm with a circular bit on the top, which um, has a dial on it that moves round. And as it moves round, um, it, it shows, it lines up the letters with the little arrow at the top of the long arm bit. And then you, it's got a handle under the arm. So you can then squeeze that to actually punch that particular letter onto, um, onto the tape. So it's basically making very, very uh, small type labels that you can then put on to, to items without having to, um, you know, put the the thick plastic sheeting into a Perkins brailer and having to cut it out and everything. Um, How do you enter you, the braille? Does, it, does the disc have individual letters on or something? It does. So as you as you spin the dial round, it has the letters in alphabetical order. So you would line the letter up with the arrow that you wanted um, and then you would squeeze the handle, which then punches the letter onto the tape. And then you would turn the dial to the next letter and so on until you've um, done. You, so you've made the word or the words that you need. I um, mean, then it has a little cutter to cut the tape. Um, so it's it, it's probably slower than using a Perkins Brailler in um in terms of actually typing um but it's really handy if you just you know you've got like one label to do and you've not then got to roll a whole sheet in and out of a perkins you yeah. can um you can buy it from um from the rnib i can't tell you the product number but dave might be able to in a minute um <laughs> um really really handy no piece pressure. of kit no pressure but you can do it i'll i'll, I'll see if i can find out there's um what uh, what might make it clearer as well is is Claire the the tape comes as like a um, a coil you know it's it's wound up in a um, uh, in a coil basically and that goes inside the handle inside the arm part of the labeler um, so you install the tape and then you feed the end through where the arrow is uh, to the letter that you want and then each time you squeeze the trigger to emboss your selected letter onto the tape it it, it 
it moves the tape on by one braille space oh. so that you can make a whole word. Yes. What about the, do you need special sticky wrap plastic if you want to use the Perkins? Yes, if you want to use the Perkins, you can buy um, clear sheets of sticky back plastic. It, it, you can't just use any. It's got to be thicker than normal, like rolls of sticky back plastic that you can buy in the shops. Um, and you can also buy that from the RNIB. And I do know the product number for that. And it's DL11, if that's of any help. I think you get eight sheets in a pack. Um, and um, if, you, if you're wanting to do lots of labels all at once, that that might be more of the way to go. Yeah. I'm reliably informed that the product code for the labeler is DL65. So that's Delta Lima 65. The other benefit of the Dymo labeler is that as well as braille letters around the edge of the dial, it also has print letters. And that means that a sighted person who doesn't know any braille is able to produce uh, short braille labels for a blind person. I know some sighted people who use that technique for writing braille that they stick in greetings cards and, and other things. My uh, colleagues at a um, unnamed assistive technology company uh, used to write friendly insults in braille um, and stick them to uh, various objects around the kitchen for my entertainment. So uh, good use of resources. But um, yeah, uh, the, the braille labeler, it's a, it's a really useful, practical way of making small amounts of braille. Thanks for that, Claire. Hope that uh, hope that was useful. And uh, just to point out, we do have a uh, a podcast all about uh, Braille labelling, or uh, well, you can look at it as a podcast or a masterclass. It's on our media page, braillist.org/media, where we go into all different ways that you can label things using Braille. Okay, we're going to come to Steve next, and after Steve, we're going to come to Carla. Uh, hey, Steve, you're unmuted. Hi there. Thanks for that. Oh um, yeah. Uh, in Incidentally, I've, I've had one of those labels for more than 30 years and I've just found out it's got print on the outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there we are. Um, one thing on the uh, labeling, I used to, um, well, I still do um, have ready meals, um, mm -hmm. which are farm foods, but others are available, of course. Um, <laughs> and um, they've got a, a little gap between two compartments on each package but mm -hmm. they, they look identical to all intents and purposes, you can't see. Um, one thing I found really helpful was um, writing out labels uh, on a firmiform sheet. And I mm -hmm. got someone else to cut up the labels for me. <clears throat> I left um, three or four spaces in the middle of the label and used a baby bulldog clip to put the label on. Good um, idea. Um, I have tried it with just paper tape, but yeah, the dots do go fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, just in case some of the plastic dots got squashed on the uh, firmiform ones, I just use a, a little code like a number and put it on both ends of the label. So if one got a bit damaged, the other one should be okay. But mm -hmm. uh, I found that that works quite well. Yeah, really good idea. Yeah. Thanks for that, Steve. Great tip. Uh, we're going to come to Carla next. And after Carla, we're going to come to Claudia. Uh, hey, Carla, you're good to go. Carla, you are muted. Um, oh, hi there. Okay. There you are. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes. Good, good, good. Um, just a question. What would you recommend for something like... Um, labeling uh, frozen vegetables okay um so i would um if they're open um have you got any of the clippets like i mentioned the plastic clips for ke keeping bags um sealed not yet no but i can okay. you get those from so you can buy them in most supermarkets lakeland <laughs> sell them as well um, okay. um and, and as far as I know, the, definitely the ones from, from supermarkets are called Clippets. I think Clippit is the brand. Um, mm -hmm. So, um, like I say, the Dymo tape would fit um, along those. Now, you could do the same, I suppose, with um, 
with adding a, a, a label on onto some elastic and putting that round the bag if it's still sealed. Um, and um, sometimes they come, don't they, the vegetables in these um, resealable bags now. Yeah. So maybe something like a, a, a label on, on a piece of elastic or as Steve said, you know, a, a label on some plastic like Firmaform or plastic sheeting with some of those bulldog clips. Um, but if you've got lots in your freezer like I have, then I would imagine yeah. they'd fall off. <laughs> okay yeah yeah okay. Um, but um that's that's how I would um go about um labeling veg I, I suppose as well it's about different textures of packaging um yeah I mean you can feel often with vegetables what's what from the shape of what's in the bag um yeah. you know peas feel different to cauliflower um or smell even I mean sometimes um I use and we use it at work we use frozen onion rather than using fresh onion because it solves so many problems um yeah and you can smell that so you know when you found it in the freezer yeah yeah exactly okay that's great thank you that's no problem thanks for that Carla uh great question there we're going to come to Claudia next and after Claudia we don't have any more questions i think we've probably got time for maybe uh, one more question or or a tip of course we're always uh, always really pleased to hear anyone's tips for uh, sort of kitchen based life hacks around labeling uh, so we're going to come to claudia and then if anyone else puts their hands up uh, before claudia is done we'll come to you and then i think we'll uh, move on to recipes uh, so claudia you are now unmuted hello um okay I have one question because uh, again, as uh, I heard for the first time that you can have a request your appliances be labeled be a washing machine. So, so does it actually, do you have to contact the, the manufacturer who makes the washing machine or like carries or whatever you're buying the, 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 the washing machine? Okay. Um, so if you've already got the appliance and you want to look into getting the braille panel, I think you would need to go directly to the manufacturer. Um, if you're buying a new appliance from a shop, then yeah. um, you can get um, somebody from the shop to contact the customer service or someone further up the chain within that shop. And hopefully they would then be able to arrange um, to have that that braille panel made. But I'm sure... Um, if you've already got something and you want the braille panel, I would go directly to the manufacturer. I'd phone there or try and email their customer services. All right. OK, thank you. Thank you. OK, thanks for yeah. that, Claudia. Uh, and it great. might not be that all manufacturers have that available, but certainly the ones we've we've tried. So Siemens and Bosch, uh, we've had dealings with and they both um, supplied a braille panel and came and fitted it at no extra charge. Um, I think I think most of them do, um, because I know at work we've been trying to get them for different appliances and we have many different brands at work. So um, and all that we've contacted so far, right from the kind of the cheaper end of the market, um, being things like um, Candy up to um, things like Bosch, Siemens and Miele, the more expensive end of the market, all of them have said that they can do it. So. Um, I haven't come across one that, that has said no yet. Good to know, definitely. All right, so we've actually got quite a few hands up now. I don't know whether that's uh, stimulated <laughs> a few questions. So we're going to come to we're going to come to Tina, and then we'll see how we're doing for time after Tina, and take it from there. But of course, there will be other opportunities for questions later on in the session. Uh, but for now, hey Tina, you are good to go. A suggestion. Um, okay. Because I like my Ovaltine in the evenings. I keep my Ovaltine pots. Probably got too many now, but and then I could put things in them. Like you can put your pasta in if you've not got pasta tin, or you can put your lentils or whatever you've got that might be, you know, dry ingredients. You could pop them in the Ovaltine pot, and then you can mm -hmm. stick a braille label on it. Really good idea. Yep. Recycling. I love it. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, great uh, reuse of things, as, as you say. Um, so, Emma, it's about eight o'clock, so we've got about half an hour left, and okay. we've got two hands. What, what would you like to do? Mm -hmm. um, should we go for them if they're short, and then we won't take any more after that now until we've done okay. um, the recipes? 
So we're going to come to Terry Ann first, and after Terry Ann, we're going to come to Sheila. Terry, you are good to go. And you're unmuted. Oh, I am unmuted. Okay. Are, I'm indeed. having a hard time hearing my uh, voiceover. Um, so oh, um, my uh, one suggestion, I don't know if you have them in the UK, but there are metal devices that have been made specifically for the Perkins Braille Rider onto which uh, you, you slide this long metal piece into the Perkins and then there are two clips on it into which you can slide dymo tape and so you can actually braille uh, onto dymo tape if you have this little uh, apparatus mm -hmm. via the Perkins Braille writer. Okay, um, do you know, I have used and seen one of those, but not for a very long time. So I, <laughs> I, I can't even remember when it was. It was it was that long ago. Um, but I don't know if they're if they're available over here. Um, I think it would be a brilliant idea if they were. Um, and we, maybe we need to try and do some research and find that out. Great tip, though, Terry, and uh, maybe that's something we'll take away as a bit of homework. Sorry to chibi so. you. Uh, yeah, uh, sorry to chibi you <laughs> along a little bit there, Terry. But now we're going to go to Emma. You've got one of your uh, one of your original uh, clever cooking <laughs> fan club here. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's been a while, but we're going to go to oh. Sheila Foster. Hey, Sheila, you are good to go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Hello, Sheila. Lovely to hear oh, hang you. Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to turn the speech off. First of all, um, I was told that the Perkins adapter, the RNIB don't sell them anymore. Um, and certainly okay. Alan, Thorpe, Alan Thorpe, who comes on here sometimes, um, he mends Perkins, etc. And he had a spare one. So he's going to send me his spare one. So although we used to be able to get them, I'm not sure whether we can. And uh, there was there was something else that he... Oh, the washing machine, I, I, I was fiddling about with me more and everything. Did you say um, Zanussi? For the um, uh, sorry. No, it's okay. Like I said, um, at work, we're trying to get them for lots of different branded machines. Um, and so far, nobody says that they can't do it. Um, okay. Okay. It's I, just I I've, to... I've had one a while. You know, I've had one okay. a while. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, right. My, the reason I came on in the first place. Um, <laughs> Okay. And uh, yes, it, it is nice to hear from you again, Emma. Oh, um, thank you. Uh, I, I've I've said it before, I'm sure, on Clever Cooking, but I will say it on here um, mm. for people that weren't around then. Um, I have a, a pen friend labeler, and yes. so what what I tend to do, um, particularly for tins, but you can do it for just about anything. Um, I get the um uh the sticky back um labels um you know the paper labels i don't mean the sheet things but mm -hmm. i suppose yeah. you could use them um and i put them up um into squares well into oblong 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 uh, rectangle sorry um and i wrap i wrap the rectangle around ions rubber bands but I suppose you could use string um, and I stick the two ends together so in effect you've got a, a rubber band with a flag on it are you with me so far yes yes yeah uh, absolutely oh, you sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then and then I stick the little round pen friend labeler on the flag and yeah record what I want to say and so then mm -hmm. when my package is finished or my tin is opened all I have to do is switch the rubber band onto the next whatever and of yes. course I can change them if I need to with yeah. the pen friend and yeah. I, I find that you know I find that works really well yeah I've never tried yeah. it with anything in the freezer I've never tried um, you, it with anything you can in the get, freezer um, you can get specific freezer labels for the pen friend but I don't, I, when you buy it, I don't think they come in the pack. I think you have to buy them separately. 
great tips there, Sheila. It was always great to have you uh, with your questions and tips, as always. A um, couple of uh, quick messages in the chat. Wendy says that IKEA clips are great. And Claudia, Claudia is uh, suggesting that if you want to label frozen food, you can sometimes write something on a bit of Braille paper, wrap it in cling film, and then uh, apparently that makes it uh, more resistant to being frozen. Uh, so Lovely. Yeah, great tips on labelling, <laughs> uh, but I think we're uh, I think we're ready to move on to recipes. Okay, excellent. Right, so um, we'll first talk about hard copy recipes. Okay, so um, for those who are lucky to have one, you could print them out for uh, on your embosser, um, and you could do this from from almost anywhere. I think nowadays, obviously, with technology, we are able to um, access um, all sorts of things, obviously, recipes included um, from so many different places, uh, websites and so on that, that we couldn't before. Um, I would recommend, though, um, print, printing out um, your recipes, if it's ones you're planning to keep um, onto Firmaform. Um, paper, if if your hands are a bit dirty or a bit wet, obviously that's not going to uh, go down well on the paper. But actually with the firmer form, um, if it does get a little bit dirty, you can just get your dishcloth at the end um, and just wipe it down um, whilst you're wiping down everything else. Um, there's lots and lots of hard copy recipe books um, available um, from uh, the RNIB. Um, also, um, moving on, but talking about the RNIB still, um, the Orbit Reader um, on the SD card that comes with it has lots of um, amazing uh, cookbooks. One of them um, that I um, use a lot that's on the card is um, the um, Mary Berry's Complete Cookbook. It has recipes for almost everything. Um, it's fabulous. Everything from starters to dinner parties to bread, cakes, um, all sorts of things. Um, so I, I would recommend that one. And quite often I will um, use the Orbit Reader and that book um, in the kitchen. And I've made some, some fabulous things from that book that I've never made before. Um, and I find her recipes um, are very simple. Um, also, you could um, Bluetooth um, a device like um, an iPad or an iPhone or um, other devices to your Orbit Reader um, so that you can then access recipes from other places and, um, you know, be able to read them whilst whilst cooking. Um, also, iBooks as well. You can um, get lots of um, recipe books. Um, in, in iBooks. Um, obviously, if you've got another Braille display, then you could do um, the same with this, so long as it supports um, Bluetooth. Um, I would recommend if you are using your, um, your Braille display in the kitchen to put it in a reusable, um, one of those lock and seal um, bags or press seal sandwich bags a large sandwich bag so that you can um, seal the bag but the bag is flat across the top of your braille display um, the braille on a on a braille display generally is um, sharp enough for you to be able to read that um, through the bag and also be able to find and, and press the buttons as well but um, braille displays are notoriously full of holes um, and you don't um, particularly want um, one flower inside your braille display because you might not get such good braille anymore. Okay, so adapting recipes. If you um, are new to braille or um, you maybe work with um, a child um, that is learning braille um, and you want to do something with them um, in the kitchen, there's a few things that I would recommend that you do with a recipe. Um, to start with, as well as having um, the ingredients with the measurements at the top, include those measurements within your method so that um, you're not having to jump around the page um, to, to 
basically find out, oh, how, how much flour did I need to put in um, and so on. Um, I would look at double line spacing, um, putting numbers um, to, by the steps, so stepping your, num uh, your, your parts of the recipe. Um, so um, it makes it simpler then for you to go back and find um, whereabouts um, you are in the recipe. And um, another little tip, um, the last one really, is um, use a bit of blue tack to mark on maybe in the margin whereabouts um, you have got um, in your recipe. So you can easily go back um, to where you left off. Um, so obviously there's, there's lots of other ways that we can access recipes, but um, these are some of the um, best tips that I have for um, recipes in Braille. Okay, that's it from me, Ben, ready for questions. Definitely. And, um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard that, um, I've heard the tip about the Braille display in a, in a bag before, but that was actually from you in a previous session. I can't get over that. It's, um, <laughs> it, it's such a good idea because it, it protects the display. And as you say, you know, particularly if you've got something like an Orbit, for, for most mm. people, you are still going to be able to to read the braille, uh, even if it even if it is slightly less convenient, but actually, you know, these these uh, braille displays aren't cheap, so uh, you definitely no. don't want any accidents, do you? Uh, right. Well, we've uh, we've got quite a few hands already, but a quick reminder, okay. and uh, more and more as I speak, actually, a uh, quick reminder <laughs> of how to raise your hands uh, if you uh, if you've forgotten. It's Alt Y on Windows, Option Y on Mac, Star Nine on a telephone, or if you're using the Zoom app, press the More button and then press the raise hand button. Uh, so we're gonna to come to Tracy first, and then after Tracy, we're gonna to come to Jess, looking for uh, questions about recipes in general, or recipes in Braille, and any tips that you might have uh, encountered during your uh, culinary voyages as a blind person. Okay, Tracy, you are good to go. Um, can, instead of using, putting your Braille display in some kind of Ziploc bag or something, um, can mm -hmm. you use, is it just as good to use cling wrap? Um, you could do. Um, but it's tricky. I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've never, I've never done it. I've always used a bag. I, I get what you're saying about cling film, although I do wonder, especially with something like the Orbit Reader, whether it might actually put holes in, in the cling film with it being so thin. Um, I, I, I don't know though. It, it might be something you'd have to try. And also you have to be very careful with cling film that you don't get lots of creases in it. So you want to be able to still read that braille yeah. quite, um, quite clearly. Um, so, so, so generally, um, I, and I get my students to, to use, um, a Ziploc bag. We find that's, that's the best really. Okay. Thank you. That's okay. And you, you, your cling film might also press the buttons down as well. That's something you'd have to be careful of. You have to make sure that it was loose enough yeah, you would. Uh, not to push all the buttons. Thank you for that, Tracy. Uh, great, great question there. We're going to come to Jess next. And after Jess, we're going to come to David Weston. Hey, Jess, you are good to go. Hiya. Hi, Emma. Hi, Jess. How are you? Hi. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Oh, it's good, so lovely good. to hear you again after so long. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> um, it's not really a recipe question, it's more about, you've mentioned this firma, firmaform paper a ah. few times, what's that? Okay, so firmaform, so um, basically it's a, it's a bit like, a, it's a bit like photocopying for Braille. Um, so you have to have a, a, a copy of it first in Braille, usually on a piece of paper. And then it's a special machine that does it. And basically it heats the plastic up and it molds it to um, to the Braille from from the, you know, the the um, the master copy. Um, oh, wow. So, wow. Um, so it's not something you like to have in your home, but some people through through work or, or through where, um, you know, other other means might have. Um, access to um to a firmaform machine um i mean if you if you if you're wanting to to have a wipe down recipe the other thing that you can do is if if you have it on a4 braille paper is that you could put it into one of those clear plastic wallets um you, do you know the ones with the holes oh yes yeah i know what you put mean. into a folder yeah so so you could do that as well 
And as long as the Braille is reasonably good, you should be able to read that through the plastic as well. Okay, yeah, lovely. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for that, Jess. Great question. As always, we're going to come to David Weston next. And after David, we're going to come to Rachel. Uh, hey, David, you are now unmuted. Good evening. Hello. Two things. One, yes. I have a Tatra Point Braille writer. Mm-hmm. And on the carriage, it does have the clips each end. Put your Dyna tape on. Unfortunately, you cannot buy this machine in the UK. It's sold in Europe. But it's about half the price of a Perkins. Okay. So it's called Tatcher Point. Okay, thank you. And the other question is, I've Mm -hmm. got an Albrecht reader, but I have never seen a recipe book on it. So it can't be on the original one, can it? Um, Dave, can I pass this question over to you, please? Yeah, sure. So, David, um, over the time the Orbit Reader has been available in the UK, um, we've updated the SD card a number of times. So depending on how long you've had your Orbit Reader might depend on how long ago your SD card was was put together. Um, But if you contact RNIB and request the latest version of the SD card, um, it comes with 15 books in the food and drink category, um, including uh, quite a number that contain recipes. I think most of them probably contain recipes, in fact. But, you know, there's things like, you know, Mary Berry and Nigella and, and many others besides. So if you if you were to contact RNIB, and as for the latest version of the Orbit Reader um, SD card, then uh, we should be able to help you out. Thank you very much. Good luck. No problem. Thank you for that, David. And I hope you get your card sorted out ASAP, because, uh, as you say, uh, uh, well, not just a, a good selection of cookery books, but actually a, a, an incredibly uh, broad selection of books in general uh, on uh, these New Year cards in particular. Yeah, around 2,000 books. Yeah, that's going to keep you busy for just for a while anyway. <laughs> All right, we're going to come to Rachel next. And after Rachel, we're going to come to Mel. Uh, hey, Rachel, you are unmuted. Hi, everyone. Hi, Emma. Hello, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. Um, a couple of a couple of things. Um, firstly, mm-hmm. the with regard to the thermoform, now I did have some. Um, sorry, can you still hear me? My uh, earphone went funny there. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it... Um... <laughs> anyway, with regard to the form, I did have some. I've got a few sheets left. And I was mm-hmm. brilling recipes onto the thermoform with my Perkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you buy the thermoform anywhere? Um, I don't know the answer to that one. Dave Williams, you might... Oh, oh, James Bowden's been uh, James raised. Might. I suspect he might <laughs> yes. be able to comment on that. <laughs> yeah. Just bring James in. Uh, James, you are good to go. Thank you. Um, the The correct name for thermoform is Braylon. And ah, yes, you right. can buy it from the RNIB shop. That's probably why I was typing thermoform in and it was going, no. no the thermoform is the that, manufacturer. Right. I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll get more... Uh, yeah. yeah, and can I just also come in about the Orbit Reader card? Um, if anybody does want a copy, um, I'm not entirely sure where products are with taking orders, so you can email me directly, um, contact the Braillists, and they'll give you my email address, and I'll add you to a list. Should we give your email address, James? I, um, I can oh, do james.bowden, B-O-W-D-E-N, at rnib.org.uk. Yeah, and we'll give that again at the end, James, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Uh, for anybody who wasn't quite ready to take that down. Okay. I have a Carry on, Rachel, comments. sorry. Yeah, I've got a couple of comments just before I go as well. Um, you were talking yeah. about recipe books, Emma. Yeah. And I just yeah. wanted to... The Mary Berry, I totally agree, is really accessible, and I absolutely love it. I've got two of her books. Mm. Another one I wanted to mention, if people enjoy baking, in fact, both the books I'm going to mention are to do with baking, um, is Mary Berry's Baking Bible. And again, there's yes. loads of recipes in there. And I got that off Kindle, Amazon 
on and it's on my Kindle. I use it on my Braille display. Mm-hmm. And also another one I got on the same Amazon and on my Kindle. I'm just going to check the title. Uh, yeah, there it is British Baking by Oliver Payton. And that again okay. is really accessible. And he, and he really goes through things like techniques and, and measuring, and, and it really goes into a lot of things to help people out. So um, I'd really recommend that book as well. Excellent. Brilliant. Thank you for the recommendations. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry, Rachel. Um, I think I was uh, slightly zealous with the mute button there. Did you, did you have a, another question? <laughs> You're, no, you're on I was mute. just recommending the book. Oh, okay, sorry, I, I thought I uh, cut you off uh, mid mid sentence there. No problem. All right. Well, uh, Mel uh, has uh, lowered her hand, uh, so we're going to come to Sheila next. And after Sheila, there aren't any more hands. We've probably got time for a couple more questions or tips on recipes or labelling or I think anything uh, in, in relating to, to braille in the kitchen. Almost no no pressure, Emma. Um, <laughs> We'll, we'll try and squeeze a couple more in after Sheila, if uh, anyone has any questions. But for now, Sheila, you are good to go. Can you just repeat a couple of things? Can you just repeat the Mary Berry? Did you say Mary Berry Complete Cookery yeah. or something? Com- complete Cookbook, I think it's called. So so that's complete available. Complete cook, cook, Cookbook, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's available on the Orbit Reader, but you would be able to get it in other places as well. I ain't got that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm sure um, you'd be able to get it on the iBooks thing. and things too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, true, yeah. Um, the other thing, I, I don't want to put a spanner in the works, but I'm going to do. Go on um, <laughs> Thermoform or Braylon. Thermoform, yeah. Braylon, call it what you like. I, I really do not like it. Um, okay. I find that if my fingers are a bit on the hot on the hot side, my fingers stick on the thermoform. Um, I got some books when I was learning German, and mm-hmm. uh, they came in thermoform. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, they last longer than paper. But but I found that my fingers, I couldn't move my fingers along very well because, as I say, my fingers were, were sticking to the braille on. So yeah, uh, you know, I just thought I'd mess. Uh, you know, that's yeah, no, my I, take I, on it. Yeah, no, I agree, and it's it's personal preference, definitely. Um, but um, yeah, I I would agree. If your hands are, are slightly um, warm or clammy, then they do tend to stick a little bit to the plastic. But I think if you're baking a cake, you wouldn't have a problem because you'd have flour on your hands. <laughs> Never bake a cake. All right, that's me finished. Thank you. <laughs> That's the okay, spirit, thank you, Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to come to Carol Adams in a moment, uh, who's raised her hand during Sheila's question. And uh, after Carol, we don't have any other hands, but we've probably got time to squeeze uh, maybe one or two more people in uh, if anyone has any questions. But for now, Carol, you are good to go. Uh, how do Meeting I... in from it, the host can mute. Audio Hi Carol. Start my can you hear set. me? Yes. I can, yes. Oh right, I didn't know if I was unmuted or muted. Um, yes, what I was going to say is I'll tell you what I found really, really good for recipes and they're your old-fashioned, what your nan would make, the Biro recipes and they're online if you search for Biro and they are simple and fantastic. I have to say I haven't actually managed to do any of them, which is really bad, but it did it did bring that to to mind um okay with the recipe so if you search for that they are and, and i've yeah i think i downloaded some or did something with them that they're in my okay somewhere and there's loads for everything you can think of from pancakes to cakes to i don't know just anything can you spell biro for everybody um let me think b-e-r-o i think Okay. That's right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Thank you for that. I might go and take a look. 
Thanks for that, Carol. Um, we've got uh, a couple of other hands raised now, so we'll try and uh, get through these as quickly as possible. So we're going to come to Mel first, and then we're going to come to Terry Ann again. Hey, Mel, you're good to go. Hi, Ben. Uh, yeah, sorry, hi, I yeah. raised my hand. And hi, Emma. What a lovely <laughs> session. This has been really great. Um, oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I lowered it because uh, James very helpfully told you all about Braylon. So you didn't need my answer <laughs> to that one. Uh, I do use Braylon uh, for my recipes and I find it absolutely fantastic. So it's really that I wanted to comment on. Um, and also mm -hmm. the, the B-Row, um, oh, everybody who's probably over the ages of about 50 um, <laughs> would remember B-Row. <laughs> and I've actually got the Braille versions of the B-Row books. I've got huge shelves full of Braille in my uh, my little office here. Uh, B-Row is on those shelves and they are wonderful books. Uh, the R&IB used to sell them. Now, what happens now? I don't know. But they did have them in Braille. These OK, excellent. Um, B-Row really as in the B-Row flower, of course. That's, you know, yeah. the, um, so they are wonderful and also teaching Braille um, uh, uh, Sheila I think mentioned about the German um, and the difficulties and yes you're right the flower does help to read the, <laughs> <laughs> to read the yeah. Braille on so uh, we used to yeah. use talcum powder in our actual lessons yeah. when they used to be teaching so there's lots of tricks <laughs> that you can help your fingers uh, to move across that Braille on yes. but it is really useful stuff and uh, it looks quite expensive because you buy it in huge quantities but actually I've had mine for years that you know the box has lasted me for years so yeah, good brilliant. investment yeah yes. so thanks for that and thanks for a lovely session Oh, that's no problem. Thank you. <laughs> no problem whatsoever. Great to have you here, as always, Mel. Um, I think uh, last, but of course, by no means least, we're going to come to Terry Ann this evening. Hey, Terry Ann, you're good to go. Well, um, uh, she just mentioned what I was going to say about the the flour and the talcum powder. Both I, I recommended that for my students. But I want to just say it's so wonderful to have you back, Emma. You're, I'm a big fan <laughs> of yours too over here in the U.S., I have to tell you. So I was so pleased when I heard that you were going to be on today. And luckily, I could be here for the whole session. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's lovely to hear. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Come back again. <laughs> well they'll have to find something else braille related for me to talk about <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know terry ann that they're gonna think that we've paid you to finish on a on a, on a positive <laughs> comment now yeah checks in the post terry ann <laughs> okay <laughs> might take a few months to get there though because we're yeah. asked also for the blinding it so it probably won't arrive <laughs> <laughs> Oh all right well great <laughs> or i'll just you. teleport myself over there and pick it up how about that <laughs> you do that. that it'd be lovely to meet you <laughs> yes i'm gonna be coming back over there again one of these days soon i hope oh, let us know when <laughs> yep okay for sure definitely well uh, we have no more hands we've only got a couple minutes left so i think i'll pass over to emma and dave to wrap up any final thoughts, fair. Emma? It, it'll be you. You're the guest. So any any final uh, comments? Any What should people take away? If you remember nothing else from this session, what, what, should, what uh, should people, people take, take away? take away from it? Um, never use your braille display in the kitchen without a Ziploc bag. <laughs> um, and I think just th think about braille making life um, really independent for you. That's that's kind of the way that I look at it is that actually you can access things in your kitchen, um, you know, without having to get help from a sighted person. And we all know that there are lots of other ways of, um, you know, of, of labeling products or identifying products in our kitchen. But obviously tonight, you know, we're talking primarily about Braille. But thank you very much for having me. It's been um, it's been lovely to speak to old and new people. So thank you. Thank you. And um, yeah, just to kind of underline that sometimes, you know, we've got all the technology for labeling and reading stuff and and even a sighted child if he's feeling cooperative. But actually, sometimes <laughs> Braille is just quicker and easier. It just, you know, it just does the job. It literally uh, does what it says on the tin. Um, uh, on the fabled um, Orbit Reader SD card, uh, if you'd like to avail yourself of that, and if you want recipe books, then um, you could do worse because there are, as I say, 15 on here. There's uh, Ainsley, there's Bosch, uh, there's Easy Tasty Healthy, 
um, how to be a domestic goddess. Um, uh, there's a Jamie Oliver. There's Mary Berry. I've been a very fortunate um, beneficiary of, of Mary Berry. There's, um, uh, I think, 600 print pages in that Mary Berry book. So it's so a huge um, collection. Uh, Pinch of Nom. Uh, the list goes on. Um, so um, James Bowden uh, has agreed to um, add your name to the list of people uh, to receive the SD card if you're in the UK or you're a member of the RNIB Braille Library, um, then you can drop a line to james.bowden, and that's B-O-W-D-E-N, james.bowden at rnib.org.uk. Emma, thanks so much. Really appreciate all your experience and uh, obviously a very popular session. Thank you, everyone, for all your questions. Uh, and thank you very much uh, to Ben for moderating and James for contributing with your expertise. Uh, we'll be back with the book club on Thursday. It's the open Braille Bar next week. So anything you like could be about the kitchen, could be about uh, something else. And then in two weeks, we'll be looking at the Kindle Fire tablet and how to access Kindle books in Braille. Uh, I've been Dave Williams, Chair of the Braillist Foundation. Stay in touch at Braillists on Twitter uh, or braillists.org uh, is our website. Until next time, from everyone at the Braillist Foundation, have a great week. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.